Hey, this is Naomi. Ari. Treasure. Emmy. We are Caribbean cousins. Having open. Candid conversations. About our upbringing. And much more. Continue listening to. Spill the tea with us. Hey, Naomi. Hey. Hey, how's everybody doing? Okay. okay. It's been a week. All right. Been a week. Yeah. Any good things happen this week? Mm. Positives for the week. Today's it's- Memorial Day. Period. That's a sad day, though. Oh yeah, it's true. It's a break for us, though. I'm I'm happy with not doing anything today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that like my positive for the week was I saw a lot of family this week, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. So that was great. Did y'all get to hang out together yesterday? Like, oh, did yes. you get to see each other? Mm-hmm. Yes, and we got to see another cousin, so that was great. And their family. Yeah. I know oh. she met the children. I met the little picnic. They were so. Oh cute. yes, I never. I haven't met them yet. That's so cool, though. They ah, the benefits of living together in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it was a lot oh. of fun. My weeks have been going by fast because I have a lot to do and the countdown of when I'm going to see my husband is like approaching. So I just feel like I'm trying to take advantage of every day and just get all the boring adult stuff done. So my week has just been like boring adult stuff and responsibilities and naps. It's kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Emmy? How's your week been? Um, It's been okay. I started working. So that's cool, I guess. (laughs) yeah yeah pretty, pretty much, much it yeah <laughs> <laughs> keeping it real <laughs> i feel you how does anybody have any favorites i know i have a favorite go ahead girl great it's a favorite and a rant so my favorite has been my inhaler okay mm-hmm. love that thing wow. okay yes it keeps me alive my rant is tsa i'm getting pre-checked or global entry because I had an asthma attack going on a plane because IAH is so spread out. It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. It is so annoying. And there's so much traffic at IAH. I got there an hour and a half before my flight, the boarding time. And I still had to sprint to my gate and I got asthma. Okay. So one sprint was enough for me. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't have to run again. Then I forgot my phone and my id at tsa oh no so i and i told her i was like hey i left my phone can i go run and get it and then come back she's like yeah i'm not holding the flight for you though and i was already at her like breathing real heavy i was like hey i have asthma like i don't know if i can make it in time she's like well you could try but i'm not holding the flight for you cool i run back i run all the way to tsa run all the way back and I can't even talk to her. I'm telling her, hey, here's my stuff. And turns out my inhaler was in my um, carry-on, like the big carry-on, and they had to check it. So by the time I got on the flight, I couldn't have my inhaler. So I had to travel all the way to my destination having a little asthma attack. I was so mad, so pissed off. But when I touched down, I got my inhaler. So that's why it's my favorite, saved my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. She was like, listen, mm-hmm. uh, I got about 20 of you that I talk to every day. I can't hold the plane for you, boo. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're not a favorite. You're not. You're just a regular ass person. I wasn't <laughs> I was her thinking. At, oh, I was so mad. I was like, you, it would be different if I was like, I'm having an asthma attack and I just need to go get something really quickly. But I was like, hey, like, I really have to get on this flight. Can't. Some people do not And I'm care. breathing so hard. You can tell I am laboring to breathe already. And you're going to make me run back and forth. And it wasn't like TSA was like right down the hall. It was down the hall. I had to go down a set of stairs, make a left, and then come all the I way was back. Her, if I was TSA, I would be like, it sounds like a lack of preparation. Yo, she they don't care. It's so bad, though. But that's it's really sad. I was mad. But anyway... <laughs> still love my inhaler <laughs> so much it saved my life i i love it i need to get another one but yeah that's my favorite <laughs> no other favorites for the month we I can't lie to you bro no man water grateful for it it's been hot as heck um yeah i can do no no brand drops it just it is it is what it is man it is what it is all right. Oh, 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 one more thing. Sorry. I have been utilizing grocery pickup. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not walking around the grocery store if I don't have to. Like I've done that twice this week. Mm-hmm. That is the best thing you can do. That feels so nice. I just pull up and just wait for my groceries. Thank you. And just leave. And you save money because you're go you're getting exactly what you want. You're not you can going change your mind there. too. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I don't want this anymore. Mm. You're not going in there looking at everything oh maybe i do need extra shampoo when you don't even need shampoo like all this stuff you it's the best thing that yes, came bro. out of covid I, I told my mom like do that like she works so hard and she wants to come off her long day and no mommy like no when you at work at lunch have it all done pick it up on the way home it's the greatest thing it's not gonna be perfect all the time but it's still worth it mm-hmm. i don't think do i've it. ever used I have the Walmart app. I do it with Walmart. I'm sure HEB or whatever else has different yeah. options. But I just do it with Walmart. Plenty mm-hmm. of grocery stores, plenty of restaurants. I do it when I eat out. I don't I don't call. I don't walk in and try and order. I just order online, sit down, Starbucks have too. them walk it to my car. Best Starbucks thing that came too. out of COVID. Mm-hmm. I do it for Starbucks and I love when I do it. My name's on the cup. I go in, mm-hmm. no conversation. Thank you and leave. Or I can pull in drive through if I don't have a drive through at this one. But yeah. Starbucks pickup is the best thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you, mm-hmm. especially when you're running late, because yes, I I whenever I'm leaving my house, I order it really quickly and I just skate off. And I will run in there looking like a hot mess, but I don't have to talk to nobody. I run in there, grab my things, and I leave. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. It's great. And like the one near my house, their pickup is amazing. And sometimes the line yeah. short. So I could just go through the drive-thru and say, hey, I have a pickup order. Look, oh, here. Yeah, it's really nice. walking distance. It's really great. It's, it's... Ooh. Nice. Yeah, those are favorites. Y'all. Yeah. I'm ready for this topic, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's juicy. It's real juicy. It's, real, it's a peach. It's real nice. Nice and juicy. So... <laughs> You want to introduce it? You look like you're eager to introduce it. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. 
So pretty much like many of us as adults, like we learn from our parents, how we relate to others, how we treat others, like how our standards are with relationships. And when I say relationships, I'm talking about like our friendships, our quality friendships, the guys or women like we're attracted to, whatever. And so um, I didn't realize until I got older that like I just treat my friends differently based on how my mom and dad interact with people, like with respect. Like I don't go off on my friends. I don't, I just, either it's no energy or it's full energy. Either I love you and I'm, I'm fighting for you or we just done. Like I don't cuss, I don't go back and forth. I just learned that from my parents. Like that's one little, one little thing. So the question I just wanna ask the group is, how does like how you grow up, your influence, like how, what's your standard for your relationships? Your friends, your peeps, like what's your standard? What's your thing? If you bring out the best in me, if because analyzing all of my relationships, it's like you realize, I believe that you're different who you're around. Some people think that that's a bad thing, that it means that you're fake, that it means that you're not a consistent person. I don't think so because mm-hmm. everyone is different. So mm-hmm. obviously different parts of you are going to come out. So mm-hmm. I'm in this um, stage where I'm analyzing who I am and every relationship that I'm in, friendship, you know, stuff like that. And some relationships, some relationships, I don't like who I am. So I really have to take the time to see if if it's if that's a friendship that's worth it. Like mm-hmm. watching my mom and her friends, they are some clowns when they're together. They're goofy. They're funny. Everything is a joke. Nothing is serious. <laughs> You wouldn't think they're 60 year old women, you know, mm-hmm. like they act like some kids, but it's cute. It's a good thing. They're having a great time. That's mm-hmm. all they do. They just sit up and laugh all the time. And I love my friendships that are like that. Cause I just feel like that's what life is about. Definitely. Like for my friendships, that's a hundred percent the case. Like I've had a friend for almost 20 years at this point. That's, our friendship like we could have serious things happen like I know for my mom's friends she laughs with them she jokes with them but when thing when shit comes to shit they are there for her no matter what Mm -hmm. and they're going to yeah and they're going to find the joy in whatever situation the best that they can they're still going to laugh they're still going to be up to bat for them they're going to help them out in any way that they can because they know that they all have each other they have that sisterhood um they don't shame each other for being in a specific um, place in life because they know that's my sister like I can't I can't judge you for that that's never a thought that comes in their mind like even down to oh I'm having this event I know if I go over to like my mom's friend's house or my aunt or my uncle's house like if I'm there like oh yeah your mom didn't make it let me send a plate of food for them like those small thoughts that they have to still look out for your friend or for Mm -hmm. your family member have stuck with me so much like growing up Mm -hmm. um for me I'll say that I'm very picky with the people that I choose to have in my life because Mm. growing up, my 
just my life in general has been kind of unstable because I'm moving around and to and fro every three or four years. So over the years, I kind of started making less friends because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to see you for the next two years. So like, almost like, what's the point? But like, I don't really like connect deeply. So mm-hmm. now that I'm in college, you know, I not in a way like look at how my mom was because we I went to her college went to Oakwood now I'm going to Oakwood and she had like her she had like a small group of friends I think they're in the same major or like similar majors and so I kind of followed in her footsteps not even realizing I did because I'm really key on small intimate like friend groups because I feel like it's just easier to keep up with all them people. And I feel like I can really trust you and connect with you better than like connect with like 15 mm-hmm. or 20 people that I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, yeah, I'm very picky of the people that I have in my life. Like stability is really important to me. Trust is really important to me. And so I always, for me, for me, my thing is always checking up on people, you know? Cause I feel like I kind of lack that growing up um, with my friends and just like how I grew up in general, my childhood. And so I feel like I try to keep my friends small, but very intimate, very one-on-one. Like I got you, like, you know, like you need something to mm-hmm. tell me, like I'm here, like rants all you want. Like I'm, I'm not going to go gossip. I'm not going to go do this and that, like what other people mm-hmm. might do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I respect that. I think my, what my dad showed me, and he still continues, we have these conversations. He tells me, like, quality relationships is everything. You know, you have your associates, you have your people that you're friendly with at work, you're friendly with them. You only have work in common, it's fine. But even at work, you need to have, like, one person that got you. And so if you invest in those quality relationships, and just like everyone said, like, just the, the fewer, the better to me. Like, as I get older, we're in our, I'm in my 30s now, and it's like, you don't have high school friends all the time. Sometimes you have that friend you've had for 10 years. Sometimes it's a friend you invest in for five years. But if we, if I know you're my sister, I can feel when I'm, like, we're sisters. I can feel when, like, you got me. So Chris is, like, my person. Then I have a couple other friends. But I just met a girl here. And I can tell she's my person because she has that vibe, like, feels like family. Like, I feel safe with her. She's not messy. She don't talk about no one. Like, if I'm talking to you and you're gossiping about somebody constantly, I'm like, we're probably not going to be friends because you're going to flip around and do the same thing to me if you're trashing on people. I just, like, going in on people. I understand people are upset, but, like, it's just, like, a bit much. So I'm just like Emerald. I'm really freaking picky with people. And my energy decides, like, are you safe? Are you just going to be, like, the most exhausting person ever. And so I stay at the corner with people. I'm mellow until I know you're safe. And then I'm like, ah, da, 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 da. but if I'm not like that, that means I'm not comfortable around you. I'm just going to be like, let you talk, let you do your thing. But I'm really picky because it just takes time. Quality relationships take a long ass time to build. They do. I don't got energy for like 25 people. Mm-hmm. I like, my core friends like I really I truly love them like especially like again I have a I've had a friend and a friendship for 20 years like my mom is friends with her mom 
they check in with each other whenever they can. Like we went to pre-K together. That's the first time like we met the day before school started. Like we've been locked in for so long. And there's been times where we just either didn't get along. Like there was one time where we didn't get along. But we've had so many moments of how I see my friendship mirror the friendships that my mom have had over a long period of time where um, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but we'll be going through things that are very serious, mm-hmm. but we will make sure to take each other out of that mindset and make sure that we both feel good and feel at our best. Like me and my friend, we're, going, we're both going through something right now. We decided, okay, cool. We're going to go get pedicures like every two weeks. We're just going to take time off and just make sure that we're, all, we're good for those two weeks. I like that. Yeah. That's good. It's like good to date your friends. It sounds really weird to say that. but um, Like Chris wants to do what both of us want to do an online date. So we want to like set up our phones and go to Chili's together and order. We used to like every Friday order margaritas and tacos and faithfully like Friday afternoon do it. And we haven't done that. Like obviously we're across the country. So she's like, hey, let's do that this week. Like, yeah, girl, let's get a margarita and chill and talk on the phone. It's going to be weird. You got to find a quiet spot. But we're going to do that because we kind of, that's how we vibe. We talk almost every other day, but we're going to do that. Yeah. But I like your day every two weeks. That's so nice. Yeah, because she's moving. I'm going to move soon. So we're like, we need to have as much time as we can. So, yeah. Let me think. Okay, y'all. So what are like three qualities you'd want in a close friend or potential partner? You can pick whichever one you want to kind of go with like my friend gotta be boom 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 or the person I'm thinking of talking to long term or I'm vibing with this person like you gotta have these three qualities to to like really have my time because time is precious let me see three I feel like those qualities would be the same for both those people they would display themselves in different ways Mm -hmm. but like those three core things that you have to have y'all both have to have them you guys have to be funny you have Mm -hmm. to be trustworthy and you have to be comforting in some way like when I'm around you your vibe has to be comforting and but it has to be displayed in like different aspects like again my best friend I know that whenever we are we are talking we're laughing and we're in a same in a space I feel so comfortable around you and where I'm able to be vulnerable and there she's able to be vulnerable with me same thing for like my partner I want to make sure that I feel comfortable and I feel safe with my person where I could again be vulnerable and stuff like that so yeah that's my three my tree I'm going to piggyback off of that because that space of comfortability is very important for me because it is hard for me to open up and so I that's that's definitely one of my three um respect is big for me because there's just so many people out here that just are just terrible people (laughs) (laughs) disrespectful bro just disrespectful yes and it's it pains me because it's just awful but anyways that's a whole I can go a whole nother way on that but anyways so yeah that space of comfortability 
um, respect and honestly, I don't want to keep repeating my words, but just that space where we can be ourselves, you know, and truly mm-hmm. express our feelings and, you know, we don't feel like we're judged by each other or so for feeling the way that we're feeling. Yeah, like authenticity. Yeah. Like both being authentic to each other. That's, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. And trust me, after living a life that I've lived, you know, <laughs> you learn a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. You pick up on some things. So. I don't think of mine, really. Are you have any in mind? or? Yeah. For friendships, you need to be funny, obviously. We've said that. You need to be bold. I really appreciate a friend who can be up front and be like, listen, this outfit isn't it. You are going to be so mad whenever you look back at these pictures. What are you doing in a relationship with this man? You know this is not what you want. Being Mm. somebody that could be straightforward with me, not because they just want to crap on me, but because they have my best interest and want to keep me in line. I feel like too many people are too scared to be upfront with people, but I feel, you know, but I just feel like this is not a world where we can just be tiptoeing. Like you have to be upfront because especially and you need somebody else to do it because you're not looking at yourself in the mirror all the time there's not a mirror in front of you all the time your friends are the mirror so interesting let me let me ask you a question about that because not everybody Mm -hmm. likes that I know everybody doesn't like that Mm -hmm. I think what you're asking is for accountability Mm -hmm. right because a lot of people don't want anyone to hold them accountable like let's just say I check you some people like I don't give a fuck I don't want to wear this outfit like okay I'm just telling you I don't you know yeah and they're like I don't care I this is what I, that's fine that person may not want you to check them or hold them accountable in these yeah. areas or if they talk about a relationship and you see it's damaging you see this person is like more depressed their energy is low you're like yo you changing like are you coming like I'm like okay my bad so you want your friend to hold you accountable yeah. and keep me in check that's nice that's cool mm-hmm. not everybody wants that that's cool and then my third one is security you ever had to cut off a friend, a female friend specifically, because you realized that they had internalized insecurities that they weren't being honest with themselves about and that they were secretly jealous of you and that they were just putting you down. Yes. And the like slight petty things that they say and the things that they do, they never wanted to put you on. They just don't want to see you be great. If they'd rather eat than you, and it's not a, I want us both to eat. They'd rather eat than me eat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. And it's just, oh, it's that little pettiness that they do. Mm-hmm. And the thing is they don't they don't bring it to you. So they don't have that boldness that you were talking yeah, about. They are projecting. <laughs> they project and they tell everybody else about it. I've definitely had a situation mm-hmm. like that before. And it's just, you just have to distance yourself and sometimes like the universe shows it to you and you don't like it but you have to abide by it so yeah so for my three I need accountability more than ever but I don't ask for it like ever but I I literally do I don't know if I could put it on my list but I I actually do need that could be like a fourth but my three are vulnerability um 
I'm a vulnerable person. So I can't just talk to someone that doesn't have like any empathy when they talk about their lives, it's very like dry, like, oh yeah, da, 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 da. like how did it make you feel? Oh, I don't really get like, no, like really, I need you to tell me like actually how it made you feel so I can really be there for you. So I appreciate people that are vulnerable and admit like, man, it was a really hard year for me or like I was doing this and this and this at that time. Like I can really like sympathize with you if you're actually being vulnerable, um, reliable, so I have friends that like, I call them, they are there. Like I remember when I asked Naomi, like, hey, can you pick me up to the, um, to go to the airport? I didn't think she was gonna do it. You don't have to do it. But you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And you just made it sound like it was really easy. I have friends like that. I just wasn't sure if we were gonna do that. And so I was like, oh, you. <laughs> no, that don't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're not available, you're not available. But you could have been like out sleeping at that time, da, 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 but you showed up. And I just need a few people in my life that are gonna show up. Not a ton, just a few people that can be reliable. And the third thing to me is be able to communicate because I'm the, I'm the easiest person when it comes to cancel plans. I don't care if you cancel. Actually, I'm, I always have a backup plan in my bed, saving my money, chilling. I don't care if you cancel, but please, for the love of God, tell me something. Tell me a week ahead of time. Give me two hours. Like, give me some kind of communicate with me. Cause if you don't, I, I really get upset. Cause I'm like, that was the, the, a text of there's so many ways that we can communicate so many apps. And if you just don't talk and then just show up and act like nothing matters, like it's gonna, I don't get upset, but that really like, you don't care. You literally don't care. And so like, I like the, all of my girlfriends don't like, I don't get mad, change your plans. I don't give a darn, like I'm fine, but just tell me what's going on. And I'm like, okay, can't talk right now. I'm really busy, really exhausted. Or man, I'm broke. Like be honest, like, yo, I don't have the money. I thought we were going to hang out, but I literally don't have the money. Fine, girl. Should we save money? Stay home. I'll talk to you. We can have a FaceTime date and chit chat and catch up mm-hmm. on the tea. It's fine. Just communicate that. Don't just shut down and block and walk away. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, piggyback off of that, what kind of demerged those first two questions? Like, what three things do you feel like you have to offer your friendships or relationships? Oh, that's a good ass that you've learned <laughs> that you've learned from your parents or from like the life that you live. I know for me, like Treasure said, I am reliable. When my friends need me, first it's my family. If my family needs me, if my friends need me, I am there. I don't care what else is in my way. I'll take care of that either before I have to go help my friend or right after. Okay. I have friends that live an hour, hour and a half away. I have a friend that lives four hours away. If she is going through something. I am pulling up in Austin, Texas. I do not care. Okay. Mm. I will pull up there in two hours. Like she doesn't ever have to worry about that. If she knows that my friend, hour, hour and a half away, same thing. They know, Hey, if I need something, Hey, Naomi, I don't care. That's, that's why I'm here to take you guys to the airport. That's no problem to pick y'all up. I don't care. As mm. long as I'm able to, I will do it. Cause I know at the end of the day, it makes me feel really good to be able to be there for y'all. Like, yes, you, I know you guys have my back and everything, but that's a part of friendship that I really, really value. That's why I can't have friends that aren't like that. Um, and not saying that's out of, it's different if it's a boundary thing versus they just don't want to do it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if it's a boundary issue, that makes sense. But if it's just like, oh no, it's different. But anyway. Um, I know second is definitely having um, being spontaneous with the plans or just wanting to like be 
there what for you them offer. spontaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just spontaneous, like, hey, let's go do something or let's cook some food at home, but like being spontaneous in that way. Um, and my third one, I would say communication, but it's not. I want it to be communication. I'm working on it to be communication because I have a tough time expressing myself, uh, not appropriately, but expressing my full self all the time and being present for myself, which does come from like me growing up. Let me see. I don't even know my third one. I think it just is being like that reliable person and just being fun and funny and wanting being a listener and a talker as well just having yeah being a listener what about y'all mine's kind of the same as yours reliability is one big thing that I'm good with my friends um there was there was times where I got a call at two o'clock in the morning I got a 10 o'clock class the next day but I'll wake up. I'm like, no, I'm not sleeping. What's up? <laughs> no, I'm I'm wide awake. <laughs> what's what's going on? But yeah, reliability is really my thing. Um, open communication. That's really my thing with my friends. Um, because I know like we have so many different things going on in our lives and. Sometimes not people that you think that they're there that you can share those informations with. As so I always want to make it known that I'm that person that you could share whatever with, like whatever's going on. You know, that's so. Important. I will not judge you at, at all. Like you rolled over a cat down the road. Okay, cool. Let's let's see how we can help the cat or you know help the traffic. Let's like, travel we, off the road. Like yes, <laughs> I guess that's okay. We we could figure this out. Like it, it's all right. Um, I think number third for me is, um, trust. I think that the kind of all, kind of all play in the same field, all three that I just shared, but trust, reliability, open communication, like trust is pretty much the, the main background of everything. Without trust, you can't have anything. This can't be a good relationship if we both can't trust each other. I can't trust you. You can't trust me. So I always want to make it known that, like, at the end of the day, like, I got you. Like, you're my friend. Like, I am your friend. Like, I, I have your back. You know, whether it's just us two or whatever. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For me, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, for me, I would say. I think I give the best advice. People always come for me for come to me for advice. And I think I do a really good job of that. I think I'm really good at knowing my own biases and situations and being able to give, you know, advice. <laughs> um I'm also I consider myself to be a girl's girl. I'm not a friend that's gonna be catty that always wants drama, that's gonna be jealous of you talking about you. I can, I'm gonna give you a compliment. I'm gonna hype you up. I'm gonna make you feel good about yourself. I'm gonna fix your tampon for you, if anything. Like I'm gonna do what I have to do to that's make you so feel nice. secure as a woman, you know? The visual, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey girl. Ugh. 
right, right there. <laughs> he like pop her leg up really quickly. I didn't really see him like move yeah, girl, it. It's side. hanging out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that took me. That was left field for me. <laughs> Some gyno stuff, girl. <laughs> and I'm humorous. Like I think I'm a light in a lot of people's lives. And I think that's something a lot of people need in friendships. Like so many people, so many people's friends are just so dry. Like not that you got to be the funniest out here, but to just have a friend that you know that whenever you're around them is going to be a good time. Like it's just going to be positive energy. I think that's very important. And I think I provide that. Giving me life. Mm. Yes, you do, honey. Yes, you do. Um, For me, it's spirituality. So my mom is like the person people go to for calm like she's everyone's mentor in a way mm-hmm. like people are like oh your, your mom did this and this for me and so I feel like for my friend group especially people that aren't part of a church too like I'm their spiritual person they go to like friends will be like man after I talked to you like I was able to feel more grounded like you kind of like uplifted me and it's not even about like God per se but it's like affirming them mm-hmm. I'm like girl do you know who you are do you know whose you are I'm like mm-hmm. like affirmation 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 but also giving them space to be who they are and I know a lot of friendships don't offer that like I have friends that meet me and they they tell me who I am the minute they meet me that's a turn off if you first meet me like oh I know who you are you're this is this completely turned off no let the person evolve and be their multifaceted self example Ariel you're not one way all the time I can't look at you and be like oh yeah yeah, Ariel's totally like a calm person. Oh, she's totally like a lit person all the time. No, you're not. You're boom, 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 boom. And so I feel like I l- allow people to just be them. Like there's space for you. You can be depressed one day. You could be hopeful one day. You could be hype one day. You can be all that you can be. I'm not going to put you in a box. There's space for you to just be yourself. I'm not sitting on top of you, overpowering you. I'm there mingling with you. So I offer like spirituality, that comfort, that affirmation. I allow you to have space to be who you are. And then I think by the best thing I can offer my friends is being my authentic self. Because then I remind you like you can be too. You can be a mess. You can be together. You can be anything. So, um, but just, I feel like the reliability kind of helps too because Naomi says, if I have it, you can have it too. Maybe our parents taught us that. But for me, like, if I have a dollar to give, it's always yes. Especially if that money does not have any direction to go in. It's just sitting there. It's yours. Now, if I don't have it to give, I can't give it. But it's always yes if I have it. Especially if it's like a reasonable price. Like a friend need their car fix. Yeah. If that's if this money is going to help you get from two to fro and I have the money, it's yours. Mm-hmm. I can afford it. It's yours. I I definitely think that for me, my mom, my grandma taught me that because I've seen and I've heard the stories of my parents, my mom and my grandma helping people consistently. Mm-hmm. Like my grandma would would um, talk about how if she made some bread, she would send it over to Cousin's house. Or she made this, she would send it right over. And somebody would come be coming back with whatever cousin the made or whatever. And then I saw with my mom, same thing. If I needed something, yes, I'm her kid, but like if I needed help with something, she was right there for me. If one of her friends needed something, she was right there for me. If she heard one of my friends 
ask me for something not major like oh do you have like cake I'm like yes we have 50 types of cake here and da 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 are you like anything da 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 would be always right there so I definitely know for a fact I learned that directly from my mom and directly from my grandma it sounds as if whatever your natural talent is you should be like giving of that like Mm -hmm. If you're, if your mom, like if your mom and grandma and you two are good in the kitchen. So you're like, oh, I have plenty to go. Like you can, I cook too much. Yeah. You can have some, that's like your natural talent. It comes easy. Like, yes, have plenty. All of it. That, that is my family's like natural talent. Like asking my friends, they will, they know that, Hey, Naomi, see the cooking or baking something like I'm gonna pull up and I'm fine with that. Or I'm gonna place order. And they, they know that for a fact. I know Auntie Debbie is direct and she's mm-hmm. funny while doing it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's you. Like, I love when I hear your, my mom and your mom on the phone, Grace, I'm just like, yeah, she giving my mom the tea and it's, mm-hmm. it sounds good. I want to listen. It sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's where I get it from. <laughs> direct. Yeah, definitely. Just very direct. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about friendships let's just dive into the other types of relationships why don't we mm-hmm. um so like romantic relationships mm-hmm. what okay I know for me there's been things that I've seen in whether it's my household or just my family not even like the social media aspect but just like my my family my household that have I won't say hindered but have made me feel a certain type of way about like romantic relationships do you guys have some similar experiences like that <sighs> or do you guys feel kind of the same way no i want to jump in but i'm just waiting for the flow of things i don't want to take over but Emerald, you can take me, over ariel's side i want to give ariel some you know some time to breathe let me formulate these thoughts so i'm actually like writing down some thoughts right now because let me just say one thing i love my parents to death i really do divorce changes you Mm -hmm. and i've seen how the recovery is a long time like i remember my parents done went through all day feelings we went through some feelings as kids they remarried so happy for them you know, both of them are in 10 plus year marriages. I'm, I'm really like, I've seen them grow up. I see my parents grow up and become better people, mm-hmm. but I'm still hurt. Like, you know, so, and I've seen it with my own sisters, like your, your parents go off, they live their life. They they're doing better, but you're still hurt. And so the kids, I feel like suffer the absolute longest. Maybe the parents suffer too. They don't talk about it, but the kids, you know, you, that shapes how you see relationships. And thankfully oh. for me, one more thing, like, thank you for me, because I see my parents remarry. I forever have this thought that like, no matter what happens, no matter if it's like, I go through the worst pain in the world, I will find love again. Like mm-hmm. there's gotta be, there's, I, I just have this super big hope, like love will find me again. I have love in me. I'm going to attract love. It's going to be okay, but I'm still scared because I've seen how bad it gets. And I don't want that. I really don't. I'm Yeah. I have that fear. All right, you want to go or you want me to go? 
Who was well, I was just going to ask Treasure, how old were you when they were divorced again? I remember I was like eight years old and they mm-hmm. came into my third grade class and they took me to McDonald's and we had a conversation. I'll never forget that. Not <laughs> McDonald's. I think that was what it was. That's my memory. Eight years old, third grade, McDonald's. And then moving to moving to Texas in 2000. I think like the, not the same year as 9-11. So mm-hmm. 2001. Yeah. yeah, I think that's when we moved. I was like 12. So seeing my dad every summer, whatever, whatever, certain holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but what was the question again? Sorry. I really want to <laughs> forget. What question? How we choose our partner, like what quality, is that what, what you asked? Oh, no, I just asked, um, what have we seen growing up that have kind of directed how we thought about relationships, whether it was good, it was bad, like, what have you seen? What are your experiences? I've seen people can go through hell, come back, find love again. It gonna hurt. It requires a lot of emotional work, self-work but you can find love again. Like that's the story I have based on how my parents raised me. You can find love again, but it gonna hurt. And it's gonna affect everybody, not just you. It's gonna affect the whole community, your kids, you. It's not just you. Everybody going through a divorce and separation. Yeah. But love is possible. So I've seen something similar with a different ending. Mm -hmm. So in my life, and like, I promise you, I have thought about this. I've cried about it. I've like done everything about it, but like, I've felt all the way through it. But in my life, what I have seen has not been positive and not much that I've seen. There's very few instances, but they're all outside my immediate family where I see that love is possible and it can happen. I try to choose my words real carefully right now, but I do not see a love that I would want for myself extremely close to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for example, my parents, there was a divorce, but I don't remember it. I don't remember a lot of things that happened between that. But I know that my mom loves me and when, whatever my mom does, I'm put before a lot of things. My, the, getting on to choose my words really carefully. You know what? F everybody else. My father, the person that is half of my DNA, completely abandoned his family and me. Again, I don't know what for what reason. Oh, I hate saying this, but yeah. Um, I didn't re-meet him until I was 17, 18. Mm-hmm. 16, 17, 18, yeah, around that age. Like, the only thing that he ever did was um, send, like, half my prom money. That's the first thing that he did for me, that I was in communication with, with him. The first time I met this man, I, well, I will say re-met him he it was so awkward my stepdad was there and it was in the middle of my of my stepdad's ex-stepdad's um sister's uh 
house and they didn't even want to go past the living room. I came, it was supposed to be, he was supposed to take me out to go somewhere. He didn't even take me out. Mm. And he didn't even want to come by himself. He had to bring my aunt with him. And he didn't talk most of the time my aunt did. Mm. So, but, um, so that was the first instance. Like I, you, I felt like, okay, cool. Guys could abandon you at any point in time and you had to figure it out. Um, that's kind of been what I have seen in my life. You have to make sure that you are solid because guys will abandon you at any point in time. It will happen. That's the mindset that I've grown up around. And not intentionally, because my mom never talks negatively about any single guy. Mm-hmm. But it's what I've seen. My mom intentionally does not talk bad about any anybody. Um, my The person that I call my dad, who is my ride or die, again, fight everybody over that man, love him so much. Again, they just didn't make it work. But I saw that he has complete compassion for my mom. If my mom, that's a good, like, he's a good guy. It just Mm -hmm. didn't work out. And he made it to where I know from that you could find somebody else. Mm -hmm. But again, he's a guy. So I'm seeing guys are able to do that. I don't see it for my mom. So... Do you have any questions for your birth father? Like, do you feel like, do you want to know what happened or do you like, I don't care. It's in the past. No, I don't care about them. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I hear, I respect it. I hear it. I hear you. Um, it is what it is. And I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly do not. I don't think, yeah, I do not care. I've, I've gone over that. He could continue with the, with the communication that we have. Um, I'm happy that my dad adopted me and I am his and he's a person that I model most relationships from, from my dad, not half my DNA. Okay. Um, but other than that, um, so after those, then came my stepdad. Now, ex-stepdad, they knew each other when they were in their younger teens and then reconnected. So everybody was sitting here thinking, this is such a good quality, like, love story. It's so beautiful. And he treated us really nicely at first. And then all of a sudden, things just started to turn around in a bad way and just things started to happen that went downhill and it went hill very drastically. And then again, that mindset gets confirmed of, okay, no matter what, guys could act a certain way at first, but at the end, no matter what happens, they will leave or they will mm. find a new family. Mm. And it just gets reconfirmed. So I would love to say that I have like a really positive outlook on relationships, but I've had to go to therapy before. I went to therapy for a year and a half over how I view relationships because I want to have a happy, healthy marriage in the future. I want a good fault, a, a good family, um, one that is loving. 
and I do want a husband but I also have to overcome all that stuff so I went to therapy for it for a while that's awesome it takes a lot of courage because therapy's work and just sit there and chit chat (laughs) no like I wish if it was just like hey girl what's up but it's Mm -hmm. not it's Mm -hmm. it was me shutting down sometimes it was me crying but yeah anyway pose the question again so I can remember and so the whole the listeners can remember (laughs) you asked it and I loved it I was just like ooh. I feel like I've said this question different ways every single time (laughs) it's totally fine um but basically growing up what did you see relationship wise like romantic relationship wise and how has it shaped your view on relationships well for me you know growing up it was just me and my mom grew up with a single mom she didn't have like a boyfriend or anything I didn't have like a stepdad or anything like that and so growing up I and then like I always knew her as somebody that was like set in life you know she had her house she had her car she had her child you know stuff like that she had money she was traveling so I didn't think a relationship was something that was necessary of course until I got older and you're in high school and everybody's like where's your boyfriend oh why don't you have a boyfriend stuff like that but you know I didn't think that it was something that was necessary which I think it's kind of interesting that I had that mindset because you know how it is for women everyone's like where's your husband you know stuff like that so my view on relationships was kind of like non-existent what my view on relationships was, was my mom's siblings. And that's what really had me like, like, what is a relationship? Because let me look at my notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, look at those notes real quick. Yeah. I need some hot tea somewhere. It's like, I just remember sitting back to myself, do these people like each other? (sighs) Because it's like, it's not that you have to be all up under each other, lovey-dovey, kissing, holding hands. You don't have to do all that. Of course, that would be nice. That would be cute to see. Like, not even that you have to do that, because of course, like, I could imagine, like, since you've known each other so long, been married so long, like, that stuff only happens when it's really special but it's like that never happened and then it's like there's not even any mannerism or any habit that indicates that y'all are husband and wife y'all look like y'all only live together I don't even know it's like I don't even know how y'all made these children (laughs) how did you make these children I've never even seen y'all look at each other like I feel like and I feel like a lot of that comes from, because, you know, we're also SDA. I feel like a lot of it comes from, you know, like when they were growing up, they weren't allowed to date. They weren't, you know, you know, that purity culture was something that was forced on. They weren't, they weren't having sex. They weren't kissing. They weren't thinking about looking at men and bo- and girls. Maybe they were. Maybe it was or, just Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame, You're absolutely shame, right. Shame. Like they, they probably were, but it was all suppressed. So they didn't have that practice of like dating and like having sex and like going through this and that. So I feel like 
a lot of people of their generation settled with whoever liked them. And so that translated on me whenever I started, you know, like having feelings for people, I just dated whoever liked me because I thought that that's, that's what you were supposed to do. You just date whoever yeah. likes you. You know, and then it's like I got and then I, as I got older and I started thinking about it, like, OK, like because you see certain things and you see how a healthy relationship is supposed to look like. And so that's whenever I started doing my own research and trying to figure out what I like and my standards and my boundaries, you know, so boundaries takes out. a long time to figure out as a whole podcast, y'all. Oh my Therapy. god. Fucking hell. Therapy. <laughs> and I took those years to figure out. And from doing that, you know, I had some good relationships from that that I really learned a lot from because I was really able to just sit and like figure myself out sexually, emotionally, all that. You know, and it's a shame that we not a shame, let me not say that, but you know, it's kind of sad that like those emotions were suppressed within them that 50 years later, they're in these loveless relationships. Sleeping in the same bed as someone that they don't even like to look at. I think so it's the fun. cutest. I think it's the cutest thing. Sorry. When I see grown folks, our parents, 50s, 60s, 70s, like hold hands, open mm-hmm. a door for one another be in the corner cackling and laughing side jokes like I love to see that I love mm-hmm. to see people like be intimate in whatever way it gives me hope because mm-hmm. people are looking people are looking at our marriages like I hope I, they're hopeful they're rooting for us and when mm-hmm. it's bad it's like dang bro you start thinking like is it possible you know so marriages are really influential for the whole community mm-hmm like one thing that really like gave me a good example of like what a marriage should look like is honestly like your mom and dad you know your mom and stepdad like because not that they were always kissing and these things but Mm -hmm. there were mannerisms and there was each other language that indicated that they liked each other you Mm -hmm. know yeah and they care about each other Mm -hmm. and like uncle roger will check on her and Mm -hmm. he and your mom would do the same thing and um how they interacted with everybody like as a whole unit like Mm -hmm. I bet you I couldn't tell Uncle Roger that you're not his like for example like that's yeah that's my dad exactly yeah and he jokes with you just the same as he does everybody we look alike I told him the other day I was like why we look alike (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) my favorite thing is going to those grown folks parties and seeing them dance together Mm-hmm. <laughs> that little old, I want to do that. I was like, when I get married, I want to do that little old. And like they smile at each other. And like, honestly, I see it in your parents, and like, I also see it in Emerald's parents as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I see Uncle Conrad annoying Auntie Fiona, and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So, I mean, what do you see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to comment to that because imagine Charlie, he'd be bugging. Two other people in the house, he'd be bugging <laughs> equally, even more. <laughs> but anyways, that's funny because um, for me, well, just for the, the listeners, my parents are not divorced. My parents are together. They've been together for now. 22 years they had an anniversary last week dang yes i didn't know that i just okay yes um i think it was 2000 they got married yep in two years i came and then seven years malia came so um for me i will say one thing that i hold dear not just to my relationship but to my friendship is the stability um with them moving back and forth from Michigan to Texas. And there was moments where my mom was living in Michigan. My dad was in Texas because my mom took care of her mom and she was sick for a moment. And then there was a times where we were in Michigan and, you know, like trying to figure stuff out because money and, you know, housing, all that stuff. I just commend that part for them you know, holding it together through so much. I can't even imagine, like, the life that they live together. <laughs> yes, question. <laughs> All right, I'm going through a long-distance marriage and it really hurts. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think I mentioned this before we started the podcast, but they were dating long-distance before they got married because he was living in New York. My mom was living in Michigan for two years before they got married. <laughs> And they both hop over to Michigan. But um, for me, um, I looking at them, I decided to be single up until like maybe three months ago. The reason why I decided to be single was because I knew that I did not just want to be with anybody. Mm-hmm. I knew that for the life that I want to live and for the type of relationship that I want, it takes certain qualities and certain parts of a person that I need that I cannot just be going to this and that person just because I'm feeling lonely in a moment or just because, you know, I see some people in relationships, maybe it's time for me to be in a relationship. Like, yes, it was hard, but I was really intentional. But like, I, there's one specific type of person that I want to be with so I'm willing to wait for that person to come. And I hold on to that. And I, yeah, I got some comments from friends and people are like, you know what? We need to set you up. Like, how can we have a book? We need to set you up. But I got you. I'm like, no, don't, don't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> that really gave me high anxiety because you do not know what I want. You do not know who I am. You don't know what mm-hmm. I require in a person. So for you to try to set me up with someone who you think that will pair nice with me mm-hmm. is just setting up for destruction because I promise you it's not going to click it's not going to click for me I needed that friendship uh, foundation that kicking goofy you know play fight but like at the end of the day like I can talk to you about whatever because like you're my friend I can trust you like we already established that space where I can open up to you I can be vulnerable and so 
that friendship foundation was really important to me. So that's why I held on to. Like, if I could be friends with you, like best friends with you, then I know for a fact that we can last as an actual romantic relationship. Because at the end of the day, like, we could only look at each other so weekly eyes for so long. Like, if I can't like, mm-hmm. really talk to you, like, as a person, mm-hmm. like, if I don't like you as a human being, I don't see myself hanging out with you 24-7, then you're wasting each other's time. And so I was really direct on that. I was really strong on that. Like, I did not let go of that. Like, I held those. I made a list, all things that I wanted and needed in a relationship early on in like early high school and over the years I made sure to review it you know change it up because you know, I change over the years some things I might need or some things I realize I don't really need you know and so over the years I changed it up but I realized that I really needed someone that I could be dependent on mm-hmm. you know same thing goes to the whole stability like so much could happen I could end up moving to whatever state next two years for all I know but I need to know that we what we have like you were still there for me you know mm-hmm. whatever happens happens like if this is meant to be then I know that we can work it out with whatever circumstance that happens mm-hmm. and another thing um that I saw in my parents that is really important to me is having well for me personally having that relationship with God I know for a fact that I cannot go out and try to pick a relationship based on what I think I need because honestly I sometimes based off my actions off of emotions and that's not a good thing to do just because one day I'm feeling like this doesn't mean I can't just go up to that person just because one day I'm feeling like this oh you know I just been this this and that maybe you know whatever whatever I'm going to hop over to that person you know so I really needed to be some place to be grounded which is I was God for me and so having that and you know it's, it's up and down you know our, my relationship with God isn't perfect but knowing that there is someone who can help me guide my steps someone to show me what exactly I need who exactly is for me who is not for me who I need to stay away with who I need to start gravitating to and what I need to change in order for that person to come because I can't just be you know, making my list of what I want this person to buy, make a list of what I need to change within myself, you know. And so I remember there was a maybe a year, I think it was junior year or senior year of high school, where I was like, well, dang, that would be nice if a relationship came around, you know, this time or, or next month or so, you know, <laughs> checking the clock here. <laughs> Which was crazy because I had time. Oh, I'm young. Well, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> haven't even entered college yet. But I was like, you know what? Maybe there's something internally that is a little off. And so I, I checked it for good. The whole when COVID came, the whole 2020, I'm like, you know what? We just got to dedicate this time to you. And it was amazing. Like I learned so much about me. I was, I was happier during the day. Like I was able to be more grateful. Like I just became just a better person to be around and so when college came I had a new mindset like you know what we can still wait we can still go away for this person you know we of course you know make friends to enjoy your time it's the freshman year there's no rush 
And I know the whole, oh, you're going to find your husband. My uncle was really pushed out of a lot of kids' throats. A lot of kids now are like, well, I can't find no one. Everybody here is ghetto and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And yeah, some people are ghetto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, under those bad bunch of people, there are a few good people. And they're hard to find. They're scattered out like little, little particles of of snow they're just they're they're very 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 rare but (laughs) being intentional with what you're looking for staying grounded and not basing your action off emotions was really important for me and so because I kept that for so long I was able to find something that was natural and it just it just came like I wasn't I wasn't looking for it I wasn't like hoping and we're just like oh man like now would be a great time for a relationship to come like I was just like you know whatever happens happens I'm just gonna continue to have to follow my friend you know up up these grades you feel me just like mm-hmm. whatever happens happens and all of a sudden it just, it just came up like like free food mm-hmm. and at first I wasn't even trying to be in a relationship we just started off as a friend and that person became like my bestest friend like it just happened naturally and so now I am in, I'm in a relationship. I can, I can I can say it now. I'm in a relationship. I don't mind sharing. And I I share so many parts of me that I've never shown with even my closest friends because we established that foundation of friendship where we can be vulnerable, we can be open, we have that comfortable space. And we he talks about to be all the time like you know you can come to me like this is a comfortable space like that, that is actively mm-hmm. like preached like religiously every time like there's something that I want to talk about and I feel a little on the fence I'm like mm, I don't know if I want to share like he's like whenever you're ready like you know this is open space to talk to me about anything and that's something that my dad has been talking to me about it now since I like, you know I'm a college student you know I'm going through life you know different things I've never experienced before since I was I mean different things I've never experienced you know being in middle school or being in high school you know I'm, I'm out in the world now you know that comfortable space was really important to me so now that I have that in this relationship now you know I'm glad that I stood by those standards I stood by you know what I needed and so yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> it's great. I mm-hmm. I generally like this person. Like I could actually like look at this person and be like, you know, you you I do. Like you cool. You know, you cool. I message you. <laughs> 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 you know. And so yeah. So that's pretty much pretty much it. I just want to affirm you and say that I love that you wrote down what you wanted in a partner cuz I did the same. I was intentional about the qualities I wanted. And whenever I felt like I wasn't getting what was on my list, I'd be like, do I really understand what I want? Let me just make sure I wrote down and I'm clear about my intentions. And so having that list is like super important. And though I'm sure what's on your list isn't like silly stuff. It's like really core Mm -hmm. principle values you grew up with. And so I would say you can trust your thoughts because the things you wrote down are not just like frivolous. Oh, he got to be da, 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 da. like, it's really core stuff of a good person. And so you can trust your thoughts. And, and so because you have a relationship with God, 
you can trust your thoughts. Um, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to miss the mark. You're going to miss some things, but like you wrote them down for a reason. You wrote them with attention. They are, they are spirit filled or they're like, they have a good conscience on them. So you can trust your thoughts. I, I, I want to hear more people say like, I trust my thoughts and I trust, I have discernment. I have discernment. Thanks to my mom and my dad, I could smell bullshit a mile away. And so when I'm not comfortable, my body goes like, Ooh, like when I know a guy is disgusting or a person I know is like not good for me, my whole body like wants to just like run away. And I listen to that physical intuition and that physical instinct. And I'm like, mm, I feel uncomfortable. Why am I uncomfortable? God, why am I uncomfortable? And then I had the conversation like, okay, God, if you really don't want this person for me, give me like the clear check. And I get the clear check. I'd be like, are you sure? You know, one more check. And I'm like, yo, this is person, this person is giving me hives. Like I'm uncomfortable. I want to run away. But like, I need to listen to my intuition, my the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I'd be like, I'm going to listen. And every time I listen, it'd be correct. I'm never wrong on that. And it's not just me, but it's like me collaborating with God. So trust your instincts. Don't be like, oh, I don't know. that. Like, you know, you know, you're pretty wise. Look how intentional you are about picking your, you, you wise. You know what you're doing. You may miss it every once in a while, but you, for the most part, nine out of 10, you're going to figure it out. Like, yeah. we all miss. It hurt when we miss though, don't it? You'd be like, yo, I knew it. I missed that one. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to get the other one. It's fine. <laughs> it's cool. Definitely. Well, Emmy kind of talked about some things that she saw in her parents' relationship that she wanted to model. What about you, Treasure? Because you're in a marriage. So what are things that you... <laughs> um, I know. So I, I know, right? Like, big thing. Um, I noticed that all of the people that brought home spouses, like Auntie Yan and Auntie Michelle, like, the people that brought home recent spouses, brought home people that felt like family. Like, every person can come in and, like, you just love them. Uncle John, like he's the homie like he was he wasn't someone that was like oh why are he here like I love Uncle John like I love him so much like he cut my hair like he's my homie he is for yeah, me cool. okay like yeah. he, he nice um, um when Roger when I first met Roger I was 10 years old and he was just kiki key funny hilarious I was like I like this guy and he's still the same funny dude he's not like super serious super weird like he's funny so everybody that Pick the spouse, pick a good person. And I was like, if I bring somebody here, they got to be funny. They got to be quick with it. They got to blend it with my family. They got to be able to take a joke, take whatever mm-hmm. funny things my family say. You can't be scared. And you have to ask both my dads to marry me. Like, you got to be confident in who you are and know who you are. My spouse can hold his own. I could leave him with my family. He back speaking with a Caribbean accent. That man is not Caribbean. Like he's hilarious. <laughs> That's my cousin. Don't play on my cousin's top to like that. Okay. Like, <laughs> he goes to Caribbean restaurants and he's like, hey man, what should I get from the menu? And I'm like, what are you? And, and the guy's like, are you Caribbean? He's like, no. And the guy told him like, you just faking that, huh? You, you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yo, but let's can take a joke. And I love that. So he's funny. He feels like home. Like he's safe he's kind, he's reliable, he's direct. He's just like everything a person can want. He's a handyman. That was on my list. That man can fix the car if something happens. He got his tool. He got a whole toolbox like my dad does. Like intelligent, can hold a car. 
I remember yeah. whenever we <laughs> too saw many things him. on the list. I remember when I first met him, he was at like Thanksgiving. And I was like, he just fits in so well. It's funny because I saw that picture a little bit ago. I don't remember what I was going through, but like I was going through something and I was like, oh my goodness, there's Lex. And my grandma's right there too. Like I have a picture with Lex and cousin and um Aunt Jay. And I was like, he fit in so well. I forgot he was there. Mm-hmm. Like not in a bad way, but like he's cool people. He doesn't even take yeah. up too much space. Like he's the only person that does not annoy me like there are a lot of people that just like their presence annoys me and I've seen it like I've dated a guy I'm just like oh you're just talking I just don't want you to talk anymore but Lexi just be in his little corner just chilling I'm like you good he's like I'm good and we just go back to silence like so for me qualities is like you can enjoy each other's company you can crack at each other you can make fun of each other you can sit in silence you can like rely on each other for something they're not flaky just family vibes and loves God and is not um holier than thou about it like you're down to earth but you still love God like just be normal please don't be weird and then like yeah and I thought I, to me I wanted a unicorn I wanted someone that was like a gem I don't need you to be flashy I don't need you to have a six-pack I don't need you to be like the prettiest diamond I just need you to be a rare kind human and to me he's really rare to me and there's not many people like him at all at all that's beautiful you too (laughs) (laughs) that's great i hope one day i could like find something like that i'm not the thing is write the vision make it plain for real for real yeah the thing is i have that vision i've gone to like having like the pinterest board and having like a list and the thing is, I honestly, and it sucks to say, and I hate saying it, but like every single time I say this, I start crying, but I honestly do not see myself in that because in what? I do like in an actual successful relationship. Like it sucks <laughs> to say that. You may not be ready. You can't force it. Yeah, I, I know that, but I do not. Some people have it to where they know that, okay, at this moment, I could work on myself and I know that I'll get to that point. I don't see it at all. Okay. Like whatsoever. Like I know that, not that I know, my thought process behind it is, um, I could work on myself so much and know that it could still not happen. You, you know, not being married because... is not. A, you know, you know, not being married is an option, right? Because that's that's not something our family ever talks about. But not mm-hmm. being married is also an option. Yeah, and it is like it is an option. Like I could, and I, I joke about it all the time. I'm always gonna be the funny single rich aunt, <laughs> and that's it. Which right now I am. We're we're working on the rich part, but <laughs> um. Right now I am, but I don't want to be that my whole entire life. Like, it's not something that I want. What's up? Um, Earlier, how you were talking about, like, what your mom has been through, how you were saying, how what that basically imprinted in you, men can abandon, men can do whatever they want. And you as a woman just have to get over it. Do you think that's 
trauma from that? Like being defeated from that? It's both. Like, it's not only with my mom. It's also with, it's not just seeing it as like the perspective of my mom. I see it from guys too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, we have guys in our family that either years later, we found out that they were doing a bunch of stupid stuff behind their wife's back. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Or before that they were married, they had a whole set of different things happening and now they're married and they just, you don't know if they're still Mm-hmm. not it like you don't mm-hmm. know if they've actually improved or just approved for appearances mm-hmm. I and can, I, I can understand that mentality it's it's scary uh, it's not something to be taken lightly it's scary yeah and like I want those things and it's not just um I want them for appearances things I want a family like I generally do mm-hmm. but I don't see it happening So, like, a lot of the things that, like, go through my head in that process, like, it's not fun. It's, like, battling yourself and what you Mm -hmm. actually know that you want. Mm -hmm. And because I know for a fact I'm going to have a successful career because I want that. Well, not only because I want it, because I know that's something that I I can attain. Mm -hmm. But I also want a family. I want a big family, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually attainable for me. So, so your belief in the career is because you know you can do it? Yeah. You phys- yeah, you, it's physically in your control. That's not dependent on, upon anybody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, um, especially nowadays, like I, you don't have to have a big career, or not a big career, a big college degree for a career that you like. You could blow up in a second. You can make your own way. You could create your own business. You can work from the ground yeah. up. Yeah, from the ground up consistency. And there's multiple ways to be successful in that. You could, mm-hmm. there's multiple ways to do that. But when it comes to like a marriage, that's not something I could work on by myself. In a way, you're right. But it's... And the thing is, like, I've also, I haven't seen it in my immediate family that I would want for myself. Mm-hmm. Again, not knocking anybody's whatever, but yeah. So. I don't ever want to sound like, I know it's so easy for me to be like super idealist, super optimistic. Um, there are things I personally struggle with that even though I know how to overcome it, I still, I still battle with it. Like, I know how to put myself in a good mood. I know how to be uplifted, but I still suffer from depression. Like, there's no, I I do the best I can to be optimistic and shift my, I know how to shift my energy to be in a better mood, but when I'm down, I'm down. It is what it is. You know what I mean? So I'm hearing that from you and I don't want to sound like, yeah, just do this, 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 this. And yeah, like, I'm not going to talk like that, but I will say that the person I'm with right now was single for almost 10 years because he was like, I don't see a relationship. I see a bunch of marriages that are broken up himself. And he was like, I, I'm not interested in that. Or I don't see that for myself right now. And you just go about your life. You do the best you can. And maybe it'll happen. Maybe you're not. I know you're going to go on living your life hopeful, but you know, not looking for it probably. Yeah. Maybe not hardcore on it. Definitely. Like I've definitely just like chilled out on the idea of it and just like, 
decided I'm gonna have to just do me figure sometimes things it out happens like that when you're not looking sometimes it just it comes up on you you'd be like oh shit yeah hmm. and the thing is like that idea also for me sucks like it it's not a pleasant idea through my head because all that stuff still cycles oh I'm focused on myself maybe it'll pop up in a minute then the whole cycle repeats yeah it's it's so weird because it's not even like a perfect formula because there are people that are like they do nothing they work on themselves and they meet that person there are people that are intentional like they go out there and they look and they find that person like there's so many different ways to do it and it's like you just have to be true to yourself you can't pretend you can't force your route is your route your path is your own path you know work for some people it doesn't work for some people but exactly oh it is and i'm just gonna figure it out when so there's nothing i could really do about it besides focus on myself so (laughs) no i i want to say i'm I'm all for doing things in non-traditional way i love when i see people do things like hey man i know this podcast is like most of us are christians whatever whatever but if you find a non-traditional way to make a relationship work Sometimes you got to think out the box. You don't have to, but sometimes you have to think outside the box. Sometimes you're doing something slightly different than how you're raised, but it works for you. Some married people live in separate places. Like people just do whatever works for them. So um, yeah, you, you get to design the life you want. Exactly. It'll, I'll figure it one day. But yeah, that's just the current mindset I have with it. So I'm still working on fixing it i went to therapy for a while over it and this is where i <laughs> but what it was like i used to be very about like trusting people wanting a timeline and i've worked on that part um and a lot of other things were hindering it but there is progress there so i know as i get older even more progress it's just that's what my mindset is currently because of what I've seen growing up and because of the environment that I used it so yeah so one thing I do in French is that I don't people are not my projects so if I'm ever telling you something it's for the overall group um yeah people aren't my projects I'm not anyone's therapist I'm not anyone's qualified therapist so I'm never going to tell someone to do something as if I know what they really go through, but here's what I've done or here was other people done and your life is your life. Like people are not my projects. Just want to put that out there. Not micromanaging anybody. Yeah. I'm really selective for giving people advice because I don't know people's backstories. I don't. Definitely. Do you have anything more to say, Ariel? Are you good? You good? Oh, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the last question, but you don't have to go for it. I'm, I'm going to raise the question. Like, have you, oh, no, that's not what it is. It's pretty much any advice you give your younger self about where you are now, like relationships, friendships, any advice you'd give your younger self. Like, yo, young this person, young Ariel, young Emerald, like you need to, this is, you know comfort you can give yourself to never settle like you can find there's too many people on this earth that I feel like there's somebody for everybody 
there's more people looking at you than you're looking out at like you can find I feel like you can find exactly what you want that's what I would tell my younger self because no like I said my younger self which is with people who liked me I didn't even particularly like them what about you um let me see for me I would say um I guess to be yourself I know that sounds cliche you know you know just be yourself but <laughs> honestly like be your authentic self in whatever form that is be that person so you can actually attract someone who's authentic to who you are mm-hmm. you know because if you put out a form of you that's not authentic to yourself you're going to attract something that not doesn't actually fit you it's not you know, healthy or beneficial beneficial to you and i think you're like well dang this is not actually who i am but like i'm kind of stuck in this situation you know and so just be yourself honestly like you don't have to do anything to try to impress people or to try to get that those type of people like be yourself so you can actually attract the right type of people and that goes off for friendships and relationships mm-hmm. so. that's my advice <laughs> i think for me it would just kind of just be like put your blinders on um just be to put my blinders on just keep on going and not really pay attention to everybody else's relationship around me relationships around me i wish if growing up i wasn't involved in everybody's relationship um but like i just i knew too much growing up i knew way too much mm-hmm. um not necessarily my mom's part she t- she kept me out of but for other relationships in my family i knew too much and i wish if i I wish if I just was to keep my blinders on and just say, nope, don't want to be part of it. Nope, don't want to be part of it. And I kept it pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would have helped my mindset a lot. I know for a fact of. So I would have say, yeah, keep, keep a trucking. Still know that for sure, but you'll <laughs> eventually. Yeah. I just had it. I was like, what would I tell my younger self? Oh, I had a really hard time with this. I had like all the boohoo tears with myself. You're valuable. Like you are enough. Everybody has to make improvements, but like you are equipped with everything you need to be great and to survive. And so you are enough. You don't have to alter yourself to fit the relationship. It, it kind of ties in with authenticity. Like, man, you good. You were named treasure. You were named something so magnificent and you just need to lean into how valuable you are and own that and don't accept meager nothingness. Like you're the best, you're good. Like, it took me way too long to realize that. So long. Some good advice for yourself. There really is. 
Any like final... bit vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. I don't like talking <laughs> to people about this shit, but it is what I, it is. I saw your energy. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, because I mean, like, relationships are like a big sore spot for me. They just are. Like, um, yeah, they're just a big sore spot for me. Um, I hate talking about them now. We um, can't have several podcasts about this because it's such a do. No, we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't mind the tears. Like, there's space for us to be get the tissues out, like for real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we could talk about it. It's just this is a spot where I love seeing people in love. Like, I really generally do. I love it so much. And I love seeing people happy. It's just when it comes to me, I don't think it's gonna happen. So I don't have the best mindset about it for myself. For other people, I am all gung-ho about it. And I'm like, you're going to find your person. It's going to be amazing. Like, I can't, what's your wedding theme going to be like? Like, I'm that type of person. Like, oh, helping my friends do whatever. For me, I shut it down. Like, it's, yeah, I just, it's a sore spot for sure. Which, of course, I'm working on. I, I, yeah, I'm working on it, like, uh, also like I went through a breakup so I'm not in the best most positive mood about relationships um even though it was a while ago but still um yeah I don't mind talking about them and being vulnerable about them it's just mm-hmm. not the super most positive person about them <laughs> I feel like a lot of people relate to that yeah yeah I don't I don't know marriage is weird I'm scared so it's not like I'm married now and I'm just like fearless yes I'm just like I have my terrifying moments I'm scared about having a kid not even the delivery part it's just the fact that forever bonds you to that person and then divorce is in the back of my head so like I'm in no rush to have kids (laughs) it's scary it's for life so it's a really serious thing to me it's even more serious than marriage Cause me and that child, we we together for life. I call my mom all the time, mommy, <laughs> dad. Yes. Da, 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 da. So I take it seriously. Yeah, I'll be on the phone with my mom for nothing. I live with her. There's no reason for me to be driving down and be like, "Hey, mommy." She's like, "Hi," <laughs> or me call my dad, "Hi, daddy." <laughs> like, there's no reason for me to do all this, but I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely think that having kids is a big deal. Yep. Any final concluding thoughts? Concluding, yeah. Thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Or let's see. I want to end it with like a question. But what are things that you guys are doing to combat the things that the negative things that you've learned? Or the negative mindset that you, how do I say that? I'll just say this. I have that negativity, like I'm scared to be a parent. I know I'm going to be a parent, but I am terrified. And sometimes I'm like, do I even need to be a mom? I go back and forth. Like, sure, I want to. Should I be? Just throw the whole thing away. I don't know. But affirmations, preparation also. There's preparation I can do, but it's also affirmations. I've been repeating. I think they're so helpful because most of us have that thing we don't believe we can do. 
But if our environment can brainwash us and alter our, our thoughts, we can have control over how we think. And we can repeat to ourselves the same thing over and over again to change how we think. It's difficult, yes. Does it come easily? No. But I think consistently saying what you want is putting it out there and it'll eventually happen. Like I've seen it happen in my life. The things I didn't believe could happen will happen if I tell myself over and over and over and over again. So for me, it's affirmations. Okay, so what are you guys doing to bring positivity into um, relationships or to, well, to romantic relationships or to like friendships? To talk to myself, you know, always keep myself in check of what it is that I want. If I'm happy, if I'm happy, you know, asking myself if I'm happy. If I like who I am. That's good. I piggyback off of that too, of checking yourself part, definitely for me, because I know there are some things, some patterns that I've picked out that I've kind of, um, what's the word, adopted from what I've seen. And so I had to be really attentive about not repeating the same bad habits that I've been seeing. And so that that's hard, you know, because it's kind of, it's easy to just look back into your old habits and old ways. Um, so I had to be very intentional about wanting for what I have to be different to what I've seen. So that's, that's the part. It takes a little work, it takes a little practice, but it has, it has been an ongoing thing for me. Like, okay. You cannot keep repeating this type of mannerism because if you keep repeating this and this will happen and then all of a sudden this relationship might turn into what you've been what you've seen that has not been successful definitely i know for me it's been like therapy making sure that i i'm going to restart therapy but therapy was a big thing for me and also just being the type of person that I want to be in a friendship that I would want to be in a relationship. I want somebody that's reliable. I'm going to be reliable. I'm going to practice that all through my life until I have like the big test, you know? So just being that person and also going to therapy and kind of checking why I think certain ways that I'm thinking. Oh, I was going to add this part um making plans so sometimes in my friend groups if no one makes the plans nothing happens and so I found that if I tell my friends hey are y'all available at like we do in our group we go like we don't just say hey we're gonna hang out when we're gonna hang out I'm like no okay guys 2 p.m this time I've already paid at the restaurant I've made the reservations can you show up or like I'm gonna make reservations let's do this and if I put out the initiative and make the plan people show up but if there's no plans we're just like no one's meeting up no one's connecting we talk here and there but like set plans and being that person that says I'm going to take the initiative I'm going to make the plans and sometimes I think people don't like me but it's not true it's because I haven't made any plans yeah. I have navy wives that are like we like each other we just don't do anything and then one person's like yo lunch this week I'm like hell yeah let's do lunch boom 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 it happens. We connect. So somebody's got to be the, like the initiator. And in this group, sometimes it's Naomi, sometimes it's me. Like we all have to take turns being like, 
okay, when are we doing this again? When are we going to meet up? This is the time. Be specific. And then the bond keeps growing because you make plans together and you're consistent. So definitely. So funny thing you say that. Me and my friend, Margaret, we are making a summer bucket list. And I think I'm going to see if um, my friend Ebony wants to do it as well. The one that made your beautiful earrings. I saw those. <laughs> she's really beautiful. I can tell she's a quality friend. Like I can tell the way she carries herself. She is, she's gold. There's certain That's people you just see girl. it. She's intelligent. She's beautiful. She's crafty. I know she's funny. Like I don't even know the Hilarious. girl, but like, I just can see that she's, she's has a good family. And she's so kind and funny, a little bit petty, a little bit messy, but that's just between us. That's but funny. she's we're all a little petty. Yes, she's a good quality friend. Like I will not let her go. Okay, that is mm-hmm. my girl. I've known her since high school. We've been like this since high school, so yeah. But I know that in order to see them, because I want that friendship. I'm gonna make sure that we have fun all summer. It's a hot girl summer, okay? So me and my friend Margaret, uh, we're making um, a summer bucket list and we kind of already started of, we decided to just pick five things that we wanna do over the summer together that we've never done before that are brand new to us that we might be scared to do, but we're we're safe with each other. So we're just gonna try and do them together, okay? Um, and I'm gonna try to do the same thing with Ebony. Like, hey, what are five things that we could do together? That'll be fun. Ideas. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna yeah. do that. So I guess that could be the gem of the week. Like, hey, find five things that you want to do with either like your partner or your friend that you guys have never done before. That'll be fun for y'all. So keep bonds. Oh my god, I love yeah. that. It's like that <laughs> reminder to like go out and have fun. Don't be a bum. Enjoy the summer. <laughs> the thing is, it doesn't even have to be expensive. Like, find things no, that you doesn't. guys have to craft together. Find be a park TV photo show. shoot. It could be a picnic. Hello. Yeah. Yes. It could be a, re- oh, a gas kind of expensive because that so that's not really a cheap thing to do anymore. But like road trips aren't that cheap anymore. But like just go to maybe a neighborhood and like look at houses that you've never seen before. Do something. Oh yes. Go to open houses. That'd be so cute. Yes. Maybe you even just Google the house and go zoom in and make like a, a board or something. Like do five things. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love All y'all right. so much. I love y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm glad that we've created the safe space for us. Yeah. It's gonna keep getting better. And better and better and better and better and better. All right. We had a great podcast. We'll see y'all later. Bye. 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 Bye.